Welcome to Baba Education Institute. My name is Reverend Henry Kelly. Today, we will be continuing in the book of Revelations, and we will be in the eighth chapter. And the title for this chapter is The Seventh Seal and the Golden Censer. Okay, and so we will we will uh, first be reading in uh, from verses one to five, and then we will finish up in verse six through thirteen. And six to thirteen, the title of there is called the trumpets. Then, right after I, I we go through this in the NIV, which I'll be reading from. In the New Testament, a book of Revelation, chapter 8. And when I finish this, this chapter that I'm going to read from the um, Matthew Henry's concise commentary on the whole Bible. And I remember Matthew Henry, um, he wrote this, it was about, I think, 17th or 18th century. So it was around, if I'm not mistaken, around the 1700s. And, um, and I have learned that those from... From that time period, uh, they seem to really have studied the Bible properly. And also, uh, part of their regular education was studying the Bible and also uh, learning Hebrew and Greek so they could understand it and a little Aramaic there, you know, but so they can properly understand everything. So they were pretty smart, you know, and I've learned uh, through the years that that. As America have have dumbed down the our uh, education system, which was uh, like once the government took it over, and then you know, of course, you always have somebody that knows better, and so they started taking out the Bible. Like even back then, I mean, you could read it and stuff, but slowly they were kind of removing it and like taking it out of the curriculum and everything. And that's why today we. We're at the place where we are, where you have um, like public servants who who don't know God. You know, they don't know the Bible, don't know God. They have no like they weren't called because uh, before people were called like to be in the, uh, like be a sheriff or in to uphold the law and stuff. They were called by God uh, to be a nur- a doctor. A nurse came later, would like to be a doctor was called by God and then later on in the 1800s when they started having like nurses um, that was also a called by God you know and it was a, a a biblical thing like you're serving Christ you know which we should do anyways but in certain areas you know it, it, it was a calling you know like you're called to serve and it was the same thing to be, you know, at one time, whether it's a federal, local, or whatever, you know, like like to be a U.S. congressperson or a congressman, a U.S. senator, whatever. Um, then it was a calling from God, you know, because you went there to serve. And that when it first began, they didn't have paychecks. They volunteered. so And you couldn't even serve in the Congress or the Senate, whatever. Unless you had your own business or farms or whatever, where you're making your own living, um, to go there, and then, then what would happen is they would meet, especially for farming and stuff. They would meet at certain times that wasn't going to interfere with them, uh, 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 with their planting or anything or harvesting. 
so they just came to do very basics and then leave and hurry up and go back home. But now you have people who who have become professional politicians or whatever or nurses and doctors that have no regard for God, don't care about God, and they're just in it for the the money now, uh, money and prestige, whatever. And then for the so-called police, now it's the same thing. Uh, not that everybody's like that, but pretty much the large majority that's what you have, and that's why everything's breaking down. The and like uh, um, people don't trust the medical area anymore. They don't trust the policing area anymore. They don't trust politicians anymore. Which I mean, you had to be careful about trusting them, anyways. But at one time there was a trust value for the government, but now because God has been removed, this is what you have. So I, so anyways, let's let's get back to. Uh, studying the book of Revelations. I just thought I would interject that. And before we get started, I always like to read what the Bible is so you have a way of defending the Bible. And um, not that the Bible needs defending, but at least uh, you can uh, you can share with someone why we believe the Bible is real and why they can believe it and all like that. And you can always challenge those who may be instructing you if you're a student of some kind and you're under either, you know, a school or college or university, whatever, and, and you may be sitting in front of a person who don't believe in God and they're always challenging you about it. It's a good way to to have some way to refute things, you know, and to uh, to defend the faith, which is called apologetics. The Bible, a reliable collection of historical documents written by eyewitnesses during the lifetime of other eyewitnesses. 40 authors, 66 volumes or books, a span of 1,500 years in three continents, Asia, Africa, and Europe, written in three languages, mainly Hebrew and Greek, a little in Aramaic. Hundreds of subjects and topics, and I got this from Dr. Rodi Bakum, which you can find on YouTube, and you can uh, put Rodi Bakum in the search engine, or Rodi Bakum Ministries, and it'll pull up uh, his website and everything. And uh, he's actually, he's a great pastor, teacher, preacher and uh, he is he is helping to develop a university in Africa but he comes back and forth all the time uh, and he, I'm pretty sure his regular home was in Texas somewhere and he's got an interesting story like you know where, where all he came from and everything but he's a, he's a really good teacher and he, he actually make it and he he, uh, he makes it very interesting at the same time. Okay, let's begin. So I'll be reading in the, uh, the NIV New International Version, Revelation chapter 8, that's found in the New Testament, and we will start at verse 1. When he op opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about half an hour. Verse 2, And I saw the seven angels who stand before God, and seven trumpets were given to them. Verse 3, another angel who had a golden censer came and stood at the altar. He was given much incense to, incense to offer with the prayers of all God's people on the golden altar in front of the throne. Verse 4, the smoke of the incense together with the prayers of God's people went up before God from the angel's hands. Verse 5, then the angel took the censer, filled it with fire from the altar, and hurled it, hurled it on the earth, and there... 
came peals of thunder, rumblings, flashes, and lightnings. Oh man, an earthquake. Okay, now remember, this is, is Revelation is heavily in symbolism, symbolic things, okay? Okay, let's go down to the next section, which is the trumpets. That one we just read with the seventh seal and the golden censer. Now we're going to go to the trumpets, which starts at from verse 16 to verse 17. Verse 6, Then the seven angels who had the seven trumpets prepared to sound them. Verse 7, The first angel sounded his trumpet, and there came hail and fire mixed with blood, and it was hurled down on the earth. A third of the earth was burned up, a third of the trees were burned up, and all the green grass was burned up. Verse 8, the second, the second angel sounded his trumpet, and something like a huge mountain all ablaze was thrown into the sea. A third of the sea turned into blood. Verse 9, a third of the living creatures in the, the sea died, and a third of the, of the ships were destroyed. Verse 10, the third angel sounded his trumpet, and a great star blazing like a torch fell from the sky on a th third of the rivers and on the springs of water. Verse 11, the name of the star is Wormwood. A third of the waters turned bitter, and many people died from the waters that had become bitter. Verse 12, the fourth angel sounded his trumpet, and a third of the sun was struck, a third of the moon, and a third of the stars, so that a third of them turned dark, a third of the day was without light, and also a third of the night. Verse 13, As I watched, I heard an angel that was flying in midair call out in a loud voice, Woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth, because of the trumpet blast about to be sounded by the other three angels. Okay, so that concludes chapter 8. Now what I'm going to do is um, we're going to go to we're going to be reading out of uh, Matthew Henry's concise commentary on the whole Bible and this will let us know what exactly that was talking about okay okay chapter 8 uh and reading out of the Matthew Henry Concise Bible Commentary. The seventh seal is open, and seven angels appear with seven trumpets ready to proclaim the purposes of God. Verses 1 through 2. And another angel casts fire on the earth, which produces terrible storms of vengeance. Verses 3 through 5. The seven angels prepare the sound to sound their trumpets. Verse 6. Four, four sound them. Verse 7 to 12. Another angel. Angel denounces greatest woes to come. Uh, verse 8. Uh, okay, and here is um, chapter 8, verses 1 through 6. The seventh seal is open. There was profound silence in heaven for a space. Uh, for a space almost quiet in the church. For whenever the church on earth cries through oppression, that cry reaches up to heaven. Or it is a silence of expectation. Trumpets were given to the angels who were to sound them. The Lord Jesus is the high priest of the church, having a golden censer, and much incense 
fullness of merit in his own glorious person with that Men studied to know the fullness that is in Christ and endeavored to be acquainted with His excellency. Let's stop there for a minute. Okay, now remember, this is about uh, John, which is known John the Revelator about Revelations, but this is John uh, talking about the persecution during that time. There was great persecution of the church and how they were suffering and everything. So this is what it's actually talking about. But this is why you need to, like, you need to learn Hebrew and Greek and all to really get the full understanding and what he was saying, because he revelations was to the churches of that time, and a lot of it was to encourage them. So that's why this language is so different. But once you understand and you get the context of what revelations is really about, right, and on what it's talking about. But remember, uh, uh, the books of the Bible, especially the New Testament, uh, these are letters. Like a lot of it's letters to different people or groups or whatever. And a lot of it has its encouragement. It's uh, to be, you know, for them to be instructed and all kind of different things. So once you get that, then you understand, you know, so many people have took it out of context. And that's why we have all these different beliefs. And all this craziness going on, and that's why the church is like, there's a lot of division because people have not learned how to rightly divide the Word of God, learning hermeneutics, that is, you know, what's literature, what's an allegory, what's um, symbolism, and all this stuff. So, you know, you, you need to be able to understand the Bible properly, because if not, then people will take things out of context, and that's where you get all this crazy stuff from. Okay, let's continue. Uh, would they would they were truly persuaded that Christ is such an office as the intercessor? Let me stop there for a minute. Now, remember, you can they also have uh, this book online too. Uh, um, you can get you can get this um, the, the menu, uh, Matthew Henry. A concise Bible commentary. Um, most of mine is used, but you can get new used, whatever, from the different uh, the different uh, places that I tell you about, like um, like uh, Alibris or um, Abe Books and Thrift Books and all this stuff. So and it helps so that way you can get it. And so instead of paying like thirty bucks, you may pay seven to ten bucks or something like that. You know, but it's a whole lot cheaper. Now you can buy it new, new if you want to. Um, but they also have it online. Uh, you just put uh, Matthew Henry Concise Bible Commentary online. It'll pop it up, and you can read that too. Okay, would they were truly persuaded? But Christ has such an office as the. As that of intercessor, which he now performs with deep sympathy, no prayers thus recommended were ever denied hearing and acceptance. These prayers, thus accepted in heaven, produced great changes upon earth. The Christian worship and religion, pure and heavenly in its origin and nature, when set down to earth and conflicting with the passions and worldly projects of sinful men, produced remarkable torments here set forth and 
prophetical language as our um, our Lord himself declared in Luke chapter 12 verse 49 okay chapter okay again chapter 8 verses 7 to 13 the first angel sounded the first trumpet and there followed hail and fire mingled with blood a storm of heresies and mixture of dreadful Errors falling on the church, or a tempest of destruction. The second angel sounded a great mountain burning with fire, was cast into the sea, and the third part of the sea became blood. By this mountain, some understand, understand leaders of the per, persecutions, others Rome sacked by ghosts and vandals, with great slaughter and cruelty. The third angel sounded, and there fell a star from heaven. Some some take this to be an eminent governor. Others take it to be some person in power who corrupted the churches of Christ. The doctrines of the gospel, the springs of spiritual life, comfort and vigor to the souls of men are corrupted and made bitter by the mixture of dangerous errors so that the souls of men find ruin where they sought refreshments. The fourth angel sounded, and darkness fell upon the great lights of heaven that give light to the world, the, the sun, and the moon, and the stars. The guides and governors are placed higher than the people and are to dispense light and kind influence to them, influences to them. Where the gospel comes to a people and has not proper effects, on their hearts and lives. It is followed with dreadful judgments. God's, God gives, read that again, God gives alarm by the written word, by ministers, by men's own consciousness, and by the signs of the time, so that if people are surprised, it is their own fault. The anger of God makes all comforts bitter, and even life itself burdensome, but God in this world sets bounds to the most terrible judgments, corruption of doctrine, and the worship in the church are great judgments and all and also are the usual causes and tokens of other judgments coming on the people. Before the other three trumpets were sounded, there was Solomon warning how terrible the calamities would be that should follow. If lesser judgments do not take effect, the church and the world must expect greater. And when God comes to punish the world, the inhabitants shall tremble before him. Let sinners take warning to flee from the wrath to come. Let believers learn to value and to be thankful for their privilege and let, us, and let them patiently continue in well-doing. So there you go. Remember, context is everything. You have the right context, you can understand stuff, you know. But yeah, that's why there's so much division in the church. Um, now remember, this right understanding and of the whole Bible, that's how it was here in America for a long time. So that's why you had the founding fathers, you know, they had this great knowledge and they knew the Bible correctly, not with all this added stuff or with no context and all this kind of stuff but they had the whole context they had exactly what they needed they could understand they were taught Hebrew and um, Greek and a little Aramaic so you can get into it you know and be able to understand what certain words were and all this kind of stuff and, and, and so that's why they were brilliant men 
because they were educated in the Bible, along with mathematics and, and English and all that, you know, and, whatever, and, and I'm sure they have some Latin or whatever, but they were brilliant men, you know, and, and this is why the people were different than they were smart, because they had God. You know, they were, they were educated with the Bible, not from the Bible. That's why we have such a mess today, because people are being educated without the Bible, completely from the Bible. In fact, now they're encouraged to, to learn how to be an atheist and reject God altogether and just pretend there is no God. You can do what you want to do. And, and, and from that, you see all the craziness going around where people are confused about themselves now, when that wasn't the case since time began. But this, when you remove God from society, you have a mess. And this is exactly what's going on. And it's also, and this was done on purpose to destroy nations because Satan gets a hold of evil people who want to be God themselves and they come up with ways and whatever and instructions that lead you to complete and total ruin, both here on earth and eternity. Because if, if you haven't realized that we've broken the Ten Commandments, and we're all guilty because we've all broken them. And that without a complete and total understanding and repentance from that and, and putting our trust from ourselves to Christ Jesus alone, there's no hope for you. When you die, then you'll be then you go to eternal punishment, which the Bible describes of um with fire where you would be burning. And in fact it also describes in some of the other the more modern um uh, the like the modern translations like NIV, um, ESV, um, or the the New King James Bible, whatever. But especially NIV, it says that it's it's a place that burns with with uh, 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 was with fire and brimstone and stuff. Um, well, I know it was with sulfur. So it's going to be a horrible place, you know. And then, of course, people always say, well, why would God do that? Well, because God is holy and he's righteous, then those that who are evil and reject him must be punished. Just like when you break, when you break man's law, which the laws we have came from the Bible, when you break a law, then you got to pay for it. And if you kill somebody, normally, you know, your life would be taken. Of course, now they got it to where you just spend the rest of your life and behind bars or whatever but um, still the punishment is great you know and it's the same way God's holy and he's perfect and to be perfect you, you got to do the right thing and remember we don't think like God God's holy our minds are so corrupt from sin no matter even even Billy Graham or whatever yes he he strived to do the right thing because he had uh, came to Christ when he was a young man um but still, we can't we can't go to heaven without uh, without Christ, with the supernatural blood that covers our sins. And I know that may seem hard to understand, but it's like because Jesus paid the penalty for us, so now we can come by faith, believing, because we can't earn it, we can't work for it, we can't buy it. So if we go through Christ, then we can go to heaven. But you got to humble yourself as a child. You got to be willing to humble yourself and realize that 
we're imperfect and we're all sinners and we're corrupt. And until you're willing to to accept that, then you're going to be lost. And if you die with, and if you die like that, then you're going to have eternal punishment instead of having eternal uh, uh, eternal happiness and joy. Where there'll be no more crying and no more disease or anything, but it'll be perfect in heaven with God and spend eternity with God. But that's your choice. You know, you got to choose that. And a lot of people don't. They reject God. Well, it's on them, man. You know? Because you can't... You don't want to be judged for somebody else, and you can't anyways, but you don't want to. That's a horrible thing, okay? So, let me give you a, f a few scriptures. How about that? John chapter 14, verse 6, King James Version. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. So you have to go through Christ if you want to see the Heavenly Father which is in heaven. First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9, the ESV, English Standard Version. Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither the sexual immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality. Okay, now I'm going to give you some salvation scripture. Romans chapter ten verse nine through ten and third. Uh, uh, Romans chapter ten verse nine through ten, King James version. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God is raised from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes on the righteousness with the mouth confessing the salvation. Uh, Romans chapter ten verse thirteen, King James version. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord to be saved. Romans chapter ten verse seventeen, King James version. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So once you get that, then you'll be in good shape. Why do, we, why do we need God? Well, just like I told you before, we've all broken the Ten Commandments. That is God's moral laws. Okay? And I'll just go over a few of them. Um, have you ever lied? A white lie, a little lie, whatever. We all have lied. Or said something that wasn't completely true. Remember, God's standards are very high and ours are very low. And in the Ten Commandments, it's, uh, it says, Thou shalt not bear false witness, which means not to lie. What he calls the one who lies? A liar. Um, have you ever hated anyone? According to Jesus, if you've ever hated anybody, you've already committed murder in your heart. Have you ever looked at another person with lust? Well, that's the Seventh Commandment. And it, and it says, You shall not commit adultery. Jesus said, If you've looked at another person with lust, you've already committed adultery in your heart. Um, uh, the second commandment says, you shall not make any idols. So, we've, we've all have done that. We made a person, like, we think more of a person than anything else. 
that's an idol or a car or something you love or whatever you're willing to do for or, or it could be money whatever but anything can be idol. we've all done all this stuff and that's only about what three or four commandments this is why we're all guilty remember God's standards are very high and ours is very low so what a, what's the cure for this well it's like a doctor when you go see a doctor he gives you the disease first so he can give you the cure so you can appreciate what the cure is now I gave you uh, what the disease is is sin is our sins and disobedient to, to God what's the cure Jesus came and he walked this earth for three and a half years given the good news which, or the gospel which means good news that means that through him we can now go to heaven if we believe in him and repent of our sins because uh, and that's towards the end the very end of the three and a half years um, he allowed the wicked uh, religious leaders at the time to to take him because they hated him uh, because people were believing him and getting away from them and they didn't like that because they made a lot of money doing that and so they turned him over to the Romans back in the day and uh, they convinced them that um, to to kill him and stuff so he allowed himself because he could have called uh, he could have called the uh, angels down to just wipe him out but he didn't because he came for us because he loved us so much so so he went so he allowed him to to beat him whip him with with whips that had metals uh fragments and stuff on the ends of it so it would rip your skin up and your flesh would come off and you could see bone and then they made him take this big heavy uh pole and go up a hill to Golgotha then he made it in, in, into a, a cross, and they uh, they they hammered in his his, uh, his hands and his feet large nails to hold him up there and everything. And the way they put him, you had to to hold yourself up to breathe. That was part of the torture. So as you got weaker and weaker from the loss of blood and everything else, um, then you would just you couldn't hold yourself up anymore. You would suffocate. It was a horrible way to go. But he allowed that to pay the sins of the whole world. Your sin and my sin. Because without Christ, I'm nothing. We're nothing without Christ. We can't go to heaven. There's no way. So we're guilty. We're all guilty. But through him now, we can have eternal life if you're willing to humble yourself as a child. And what do you do? Well, you get serious with God and you come with a sorrowful, contrite heart. You repent of your sins. You ask you ask Christ to forgive you of your sins and turn away from it and, and strive to serve him every day. Um, and then you put your trust, you transfer the trust from yourself to Christ alone. Then you start reading the Bible daily and learning from it just like you would eat food so you can grow and find a good Bible-believing, teaching church to go to so you can grow in your faith and grow and, and learn and also work for God and, and so forth. And you can also, you know, which is hard to find now is good churches. It's also hard to find good places to learn. But there are a few places you can go, and you can actually learn online a lot too. That is, you know, learn about uh, the Bible and everything like that. But, you know, they do have schools. There's a few, I think, they are still decent, but you really have to check into it. You know, if that's something you want to do. If not, you can do self-study, and it's just as good. But it's... It's also good to go to a church you can learn properly and stuff, but you know, we need guidance. Like when we're, when we just come to faith, we need guidance and be around those that can actually instruct us and help us to learn. But there are some good, and I'll give you some stuff uh, towards the very end here.
So that's what you need to do. Okay, let me give you... Let me give you some resources. This you can find on YouTube and uh, Rumble. And um, you can watch... These guys will help you. R.C. Sproul, Ligonier Ministries. Great teacher. Living Water with Great Comfort. LivingWaters.com. Answers in Genesis with Ken Ham. Answers in Genesis.org. Wall Builders with David Borton. WallBuilders.com. He teaches you about American Christian history. And also he knows a lot of other history. But uh, his main, main purpose is American Christian history. And he also has a radio show you can find in podcasts. Uh, Dr. Walter Martin, waltermartin.org. And um, Pastor Jeff Durbin with Apologia Studios, A P O L O G I A, then Studios, S T U D I O S, apologiastudios.com. You can go there to his website and go into the search engine and put Dr. Greg Bonson in or Bonson U. And Bonson is B A B A. B-A-H-N-S-E-N. And you can literally get a free seminary education. He was a great seminary teacher. He didn't, he's been dead for a while now. But uh, his family donated all of his uh, audio teachings and everything to them. And they've, uh, uh, they have remastered them digitally. And I listened to it myself. It's fantastic. And, and then if you would like to correspond with me, or with Bible Education Institute. It is Bible, it's all lowercase, Bible Education Institute at gmail.com. And let me give you where you can find us at. Um, we have a, we had a website, we have one, but it's not working, so I'm uh, looking to uh, uh, create a better one that, that can be actually be used properly. So that'll come later. And right now, here's the platforms you can find us on. We are on YouTube, Rumble, HeliumRadio.com, Helium Radio Network, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Amazon Music, Overcast, Chrome, G Potter, Firefox, Safari, iTunes, Audible, Alexa, Google, Podbean, Internet Explorer, Podcast Addict, Listen Notes, Luminary, Podcast, and Player. FM and many others. Let me also uh, give some places where you can get uh, books you need or Bibles and stuff. Um, Abe Books, A B E B O O K S, they have new and used. Thrift Books, Amazon and Alibris, A L I B R I S, and there's there's many more. When you go looking on there, it'll pop up on your, um, or you can put a book in that you're looking for and put in use and just put in a search engine. It'll pop up the different ones that have it. And also another good resource is um, you can go to TCT Network online. Just put in your search engine and pull up and go to on-demand programs. There's one now that's really good. It's Faith in History. William Federer, he gives you all the church history, which is very important to learn. There was another one about the Old Testament, Ancient Jewish Wisdom with Rabbi Daniel Lappin, but he's no longer on there or they don't have him on there. But you can find him on YouTube and uh, his his website, RabbiDanielLappin.com. And 
and his his wife Susan has a uh, blog on there too, which is really good. But you can watch him on YouTube, and like all the old shows and stuff, and whatever else they may be doing. It, it, it's, it's very informative, and you learn a lot. So remember, to next time, read the Bible daily without failing to what it says.